Welcome to another episode of The Unfinished Cubbies. With me today is Jimmy Hurst, the founder of Polkadot, which is a tiny homes, tiny villages concept. Mm. And um, I don't know what we're going to talk about today, Jimmy. <laughs> we'll find something. The community and things like that. Probably again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and with us today is also Dexter. Do you want to say hello, Dexter? Not right now. You yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. He's pretty good. And also Flower the dog. She may or may not make an appearance. She's like there. If you can just do a 360 degree, she's there. Or YouTube viewers. That one. That's flower. That is the flower. Dexter. There's my legs. This is my face. It's his. It's mostly audio. Mostly audio <coughs> on YouTube, but I've got thousands and thousands of, uh, not really, I've got seven subscribers. Incredible. Yeah. We're going to be a hit. It's only in uh, six months of. It only takes one person to change the world. That's you right. can be the seven. Exactly. Exactly. Join us. Wait, you've already, obviously already joined us. So, do you want to tell us about Polkadot first up? Sure. So, there's a bird. Uh, Polkadot is a not-for-profit, which does have a commercial entity somehow attached to it if we have to act like capitalists. Um, it's, a, it's actually a, a community exercise um, to help demonstrate and inlay the principles of sustainability and community into the Western living paradigm and to find accessible and delightful ways for people to be able to see how they can do it in their own lives. And that's the creative challenge. Cool. Thank you. That's all um, very vision high level. It, what's your specific um, <coughs> action plan for phase one of Polkadot? Cool. So with ideas and concepts, you always start with physical material goods because people understand them a lot better. Um, so it comes into the projects that we do, which are essentially all we do is work on tools. Mm. We don't, we're trying to, cut down talking about stuff and more just doing it. So the focus at the moment is building the tools which are um, affordable, eco and mobile uh, tiny houses. Um, and we've got a whole new system for them which goes in beyond the tiny house movement and it's just a new way of looking at uh, building housing. Um, and then we're also working on something with this gentleman here, an app, which would play a fundamentally important role in helping uh, essentially build sustainable communities. But there's a simple vision we have for that, and it doesn't end up being a massive eco-village of 250 people. It just works on existing properties, which are generally a quarter acre or a semi-rural property, <coughs> where you can locate people in mobile, movable housing. And it basically seeds a lot of social corrections to society to re- uh, inhabit the village, um, bring back sharing, connection, um, and a whole lot of things that, that could help uh, save all the antidepressants which are going into our water supplies um, from people being depressed and isolated in the, in the current paradigm, which is a big problem in the West. Fatigue as well. It's not something you find in third world countries so easily. In fact, there's not even a word in the Kurdistan language for the word depression because they don't have it. They get other problems like the Turks, but they don't have problems so much with 
social anxiety because they're very community oriented. Um, so, and then we have been doing events, um, attempting to collaborate, bring together people who are interested in the field. We did an industry event uh, that Chris missed, but super important people from zooming in from Berkeley co-housing in San Francisco to the Australian Tidy Housing Association based in Victoria. Uh, people flying up from Canberra, part of the Planning Institute of Australia, um, or formerly, um, and also a lot of advocates and uh, town planners and tiny house builders to talk about how we can help accelerate and network them to achieve, um, how we can achieve, I guess, affordable housing to start with and sustainable community living uh, is the kicker from there. So solid projects which actually do things and then programming them to espouse the values of what we're thinking sometimes without having to confuse people with the words like you're being enlightened now, lucky you. So <clears throat> community is what you're most passionate about, about creating community. Yeah. Yeah. And the connection between people, connection between people <coughs> that, that happens in community and community, we mean people living together is what we're talking about. That's correct. And oh, can we do a product endorsement today? Sponsored by this juice because I got it. You need to say what price. it is. Oh, it's East Coast juice and declaring honesty. I'm not getting anything for this. Please continue. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Should we uh, should we do an app announcement as long as we're yes, let's do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. okay. So this one we uh, co-creations has been developing the app for Polkadot and it's available. Are you going to know this? Mm. The app is? Go for it. It's No, no, no. <laughs> App.polkadot.org. Is that right? Dot .au. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. App.polkadot.org.au. And I'll put that in the show notes. What the app does, <clears throat> so if you sign up for that app, you as an individual can have access to the different communities, the different properties around Australia, the east coast of Australia, that are offering for people to come and, and stay um, in exchange for money or in exchange for work as well. And the, I, I guess there's multiple options there, like the, the, the default one, I, I think the origin is if someone has a tiny home and they're looking for somewhere to have their tiny home, but a lot of these places will also have rooms or they will other options there as well. So, and we're sort of very aware of the fact that Southeast Queensland is in the middle of a housing crisis as many places perhaps are at this time. And the polka dot model offers a, possible solution to that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the people who are making their properties, their homes available for people to come in? Yeah, for sure. So we're currently meeting with property owners um, slowly, but um, the interest has been good. Um, uh, and the app is uh, effectively people come looking for affordable housing but we hope that they, um, we can help them find a situation where not only are they sharing someone's land, but they're connecting in some way um, 
doesn't have to be in their face every day, 24 seven, like in a house, but um, <clears throat> there may be cutting a bit of expenses and sharing things like laundry um, facilities, uh, maybe even kitchen facilities, maybe a shared meal every now and then just to remind everybody that uh, everyone's good, make sure people are talking. But um, yeah, it's using housing affordability to, to seed um, a better way to live, which is more um, fundamental to people being human beings. It's the same stuff all religions are based on. It's uh, the ultimate uh, delightful connection that people can achieve, which has made us all successful. And the reason why Chris is sitting here today is because his uh, forefathers have successfully collaborated in a society and a system that has rewarded that. But also his head gets rewarded because when he does a good job, he feels good about it. And that's what it is to be human. Uh, our society's gone a little bit beyond that sometimes and, uh, and lost that sense of um, heartfelt connection in the same way you might get road rage with someone who's got a perfectly lovely family, probably not so fast on the wheel or the pedal. I experience it all the time, but everyone's got a mum and dad and all delightful people out there. But I think a lot of people lost that in the Western world, lost that connection. So it's actually about seeding that sort of thing, which saves a lot more money than just getting an affordable house. And that's the biggest story. Now your question again was, we're talking about- oh, I was asking about the people who are making yeah. their homes available, but I do have another question that's arisen now, but I'll let you answer the first one first. Okay, let's do this one. So um, the sort of people that we're uh, currently talking to are people who uh, are aware of all the things that we're talking about in the video. So it's really just a matter of enabling them to, uh, to do their dream or their vision. Um, a number of people, more than you think, would actually like not mind sharing their properties. And they also would like to, they can get a little bit more money for it, which also helps pay for land taxes. But also in the way that uh, <coughs> Chris and co-creations are building this app is that instead of just paying money, some people may not be rich in money, but might be rich as social capital, or they might be having skills where they can do organic gardening, or they could help out property maintenance, or they can do babysitting or pet sitting or cockatiel sitting. Just saying. Um, so I know situations already with people that we're talking to who actually um, one lady with two kids provides discount accommodation for a senior aged lady in our area um, in return for babysitting her kids. Because uh, being a parent, of course, if you're a parent, you know it's a lot of work. So imagine if you had a few people around you that you could trust, like family, maybe even better than family, because there's less baggage and less history. And uh, they could help provide that support so you can get on with working and living your life instead of being tied to munchkins 24 seven. And there are a lot of, our community is so disconnected, but there are plenty of elderly people living in retirement villages and nursing homes thinking they're living the life. But they have no sense of value and purpose and they get depressed. Um, we used to live in villages. Uh, feudal Europe is where most of us probably have come from, but also we're, we're also, uh, needing to realize the indigenous and first nations people who live this all the time anybody not in the western world is living this thing where the village raises a child and it's a common term bandied around but not really applied in our society so we're seeing a really good opportunity to see using existing properties uh, with boundaries that they have to have just small little some people call them eco hamlets or hamlets or co-housing estates um, but even so, people can own their housing instead of just paying rent all the time and, and making other people richer who don't need to be rich, um, but spend more money on their own lives and their children. Um, an affordable situation to be arrived at, but also it's socially really healthy 
and it's the way most people live in non-developed countries. And the reason why, again, they don't have the same social problems that we do, like addiction and disconnection and isolation and depression. That's rife in the Western world. This is the way we live. So I want to dig into that a little bit, uh, or I've got some, some questions about that. But before I do, I wanted to ask you, have you watched the Unfinished Cubby interview with Jason Hilda on building successful intentional communities? I haven't, I but knew, I'm aware. That. <laughs> that was a given. But um, I'm aware of Jason's work. So oh, yeah. he's pretty much all of us are working along the same lines. We've all got the same ideas and we've got our little processes of doing it. But uh, Jason's uh, vision is very, very much the same as, as ours. It's a shared vision with many people. It's common sense, actually, if you think about it. And he's got some good answers to what I'm about to ask you, but I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because we, uh, as Western people living in a Western society are used to nuclear families and, and being a bit more insular and dealing with depression. And, and that's a mistake. Like We've so, seen that's a mistake. So though, um, I would, you know, say that a, uh, you know, a, a mind shift, a shift in attitude and tendency is necessary for people coming from that to go back to living side by side and, and, closer proximity and yeah tricky and, and shared yeah so what's um what's your answer to those kind of challenges in trying to build not just one community but almost a network of communities how do we deal with people living together and who, who aren't used to doing that yeah it's a slow long gradual process i guess the thing that we talk about at polka dot which is a loose collection of probably 50 people doing all sorts of different things which pertain to sustainability in some sort of way, um, is that we talk about the whole time being, you know, we can talk about this forever, but actually doing it is the, the way that people will best see how these concepts can work. And that means that we're also failing forward ourselves and applying it to our own lives. Um, I mean, in many ways, Polkadot is already a community demonstrative of, of, of a, a very low ego, almost no ego group of people that, um, coming together for common good and, and what they believe in actually doing it. And I guess I'm being sort of a, a, an MC or a conductor of all that, but um, it is a community already. Birds kind of go for a walk. That's fine. Dog's fine. So go knock yourself out, Dexter. Um, so the way to do this, we feel, um, I call them mobile eco parks. If people are interested in looking this up, you can go to the Open Noosa uh, website openloosa.org and then you can look for uh, forward slash mobile dash eco dash parks again openloosa.org forward slash mobile dash eco dash parks it, it's all written down there but to explain it in a nutshell is providing greatest accessibility uh, simplicity affordability um, envisaging through things like the app that co-creations and Chris's building um, is that if we just realize the spare space around people's yards it could be a very easy kicker like Airbnb transformed the accommodation industry that this could transform the fact that uh, people living in micro housing like tiny houses but more so caravans and vans camping and even if you've got spare rooms in a house that's also up for grabs too um, is that uh, unlocking all this potential land where people haven't really thought they can use to live 
um, and doing it within the regulations, being mindful of town plans and also building codes as well. Um, sometimes they don't have to apply or need to apply for things like caravans or anything which is on wheels. Um, <coughs> is that people in their own backyards can start making a bit more money, but they can also have um, extra people living quite legally. Um, and the, the challenge is uh, we can tell people a lot what they can do and it's peculiar pertaining to regions and their regulations and their town plans are all different. Uh, and we're trying to standardise that nationally across Australia for the advocacy groups. But um, it's legal to have, you know, up to 20 uh, rooms, like extensions. We have mansions, so there's nothing stopping any property from having extra rooms built to code um, on their property and therefore having more people living in them and then they can tenant it as well. Um, uh, people can sort of go for gold. So it's unlocking all that and guiding people through it. And in the end, you end up with a more efficient way of people for living because they can share the laundry. They don't need a laundry each. Um, that's where the money savings are. Dexter? Cat and the bird are needing each other. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so that's all very good. And you know, so this is very possible and doable, but I didn't actually hear an answer to my question as to yep people living together and dealing with the challenges of that conflict resolution and, and such. Is that something yeah. within the scope of what Polkadot is looking to address? Yes. It's a very tricky area and a lot of people do front door approaches uh, like nonviolent communication and sociocracy and sitting around and talking about things and stuff like that. Um, and it gets really complicated. Um, the Northern Europeans do it a little bit better because in their culture, their Westernized culture, they still have a sense of solidarity between each other and they do look out, out for each other and after each other. They've got the intelligence and the culture and the climate which induces that. Um, not so much in other places like, say, the USA where you've got a very egoistic, individualistic culture and it's a lot harder for people who are egoistic or individualistic to actually live in community because they're not used to making compromises. They just walk around like they're all islands. And how do people learn to adjust that? We think, well, I'll speak on my behalf, but I think it's a long, slow process where uh, festivals and music events like Woodford, the Blues Festival, where Westerners do come together in a very euphoric state. Burning Man is probably a really good example for at least a week. And it is proven that Westerners can actually live together and live in community and collaborate and work with each other. But you extend it beyond a week, it then can turn into conflicts mm. and arguments. So we think of this as being a very fluid and flexible model where landowners don't feel uh, locked in and tenants, again, looking for security tenure is a pretty tricky thing and a very expensive uh, thing to do as well. But in my experience, if you see uh, accommodation differently like I do, and, and live it, um, it can be a lot more affordable if you're not precious about necessarily a particular geographic location. You can save yourself literally millions of dollars in accommodation. So the way that people can come and go spontaneously and easy using an app from property to property, um, there's no uh, hard and fast rule. It's just if people get along. And we believe that people should shift and churn um, to, from property to property until they find their tribe. So ultimately, we are actually getting towards uh, people feeling a security of tenure in terms of, more importantly, finding a sense of community 
your security of tenure is the people who you're with. It's not so valuable the people, uh, the location you are, because if the zombies come, you've got no chance. But if you've got a bunch of people around you like soldiers, you've got a chance to fend them off. And that's what community is all about. Even a community of women can defend themselves against an intruder because there's numbers usually win. Um, unless you're up against a, a strategist from Game of Thrones. I mean, that might be a bit different. But, um, but generally speaking, Polkadot is your predict protection against the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, we don't live in the <laughs> terms of thinking there'll be one, and it's a metaphor anyway. But, yeah, Polkadot, you could essentially say, is, is, is about... Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's about providing people sovereignty and the confidence um, and also the infrastructure and the trust, establishing trust between people is really important, which is what technology offers for reputation systems, which are really, really important, probably worth more than money, um, is that with these new governances that are, have appeared in, in, in cryptocurrency and blockchain worlds and computers and data handling um, and uh, the need being people need affordable housing, these things are coming together in a lovely, perfect wave, we hope, to, to, to induce people to really think about how they live and if they really have to have the two-bedroom fortress in amongst the suburb of strangers that they don't really ever talk to, um, if they'd be happy to <coughs> shift their thought to maybe living in a movable dwelling where they might end up actually in a, in a better, much better quality of life and, make, and saving a lot more money by just sharing um, properties with people who actually would like to have good company and community to help them as well cool thank you i You're feel welcome. like this um has been a really good um pitch as well no no, no i mean it's it's telling people about this That's all it is. um and if people want to know more they should go to polkadot.org.au yes and that's they can a good site. reach out and make contact with other questions they can contact us on any page yeah cool um is there anything that you want to add hmm. or delve into further too? I'd like to talk about the conflict stuff because that's Good. a lot of people have uh, can see hang up with that. And sometimes again, us demonstrating it, which is what we're getting to is going to make it a lot easier um, when people can see it working in action. And like I said, our, our community of people working on this are already living that already. Uh, and I love the fact that, we have such a good crew of people that are growing as well um, who really just sit down and talk things through. And it's not about being right. It's about being what's the best idea we can go with. So it's very consensual. Um, it's real active democracy. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to conflict resolution, a lot of people have the theories about how to get people talking about things. And that's really, really nice. But I like to think in terms of the mainstream. And I also like to think in terms of me. And I have what I call dumb brain, <laughs> no judgment, but I, like any person, I want to be easy living, as lazy as possible, and not have to go through so much complicity, like read the rules and regulations. This is a common mistake that a lot of intentional communities make, is that they get carried away with rules and regulations. At the end of the day, it just becomes another form of control, passive aggressive, it's almost gaslighting, and it actually sets up a far worse society than the one that often these people are sort of running from. So we're not trying to run away from the society. We're trying to augment um, a rather disconnected society into having more community features, which are really normal to people living in third world countries. We've been to Kenya, uh, done some work with an orphanage, 
And then it's highly documented in reports from South Pacific Islanders, anybody who's in a non-Western culture, the Islamic culture, um, Iran, Iraq have amazing, Iran and Iraq doing exactly what we're talking about. All right. So they're doing something right in spite of all this prejudice um, from the media. Kabuls that you're talking about? Is that the Kurds? A Kabul when you live together in uh, this little village. Oh, kibbutz. A kibbutz. That's what I'm thinking kibbutz. of. So I have uh, met people who live in the Jewish kibbutzes, which are communes in a Jewish context. So it's the same thing. Jews left Israel, went to Russia. They learned about communism, communalism, and came back and started kibbutzes. And they've sort of worked but we say sort of. I mean, I've traveled around the world and I've probably visited some of the best eco-villages in the world because I wanted to do the research. Over 15 years, Fintorn Eco Village in Scotland, Christiana in Denmark, Tamara Living Healing Biotope in Portugal. Um, I've talked to people who lived at Dancing Rabbit. Um, I think it's Twin Oaks um, that the ic.org website comes from, which is an intentional community with a rather complicated and interesting caste, caste system. Um, and they just get a little bit crazy. Some of them are pretty cool. The Hutterites, I think they make uh, French fries and McDonald's. They're a group of people from Switzerland and they've settled in America and, and embraced all the opportunity American culture offers. Um, and they kind of work. Uh, so I think they'd make leather shoes as well. But when they go too hardcore, trying to be like everyone's equal and like uh, no, no one's equal, everyone's different. Uh, your community is great when it's diverse. But... Um, yeah, like I've visited so many communities and we've got even our own local ones that we all are very well aware of. We're based on the Sunshine Coast, so there's a few around here in the hinterland. And for me, they're really delightful experiments and living, living experiments which show the, um, the limitations as to what uh, an eco-village can achieve in our culture, in the Australian sort of westernised culture. Um, and there definitely are limitations. Um, and sometimes they can be quite unpleasant. Um, they become cults of control or large cults of control where cult leaders fight constantly for control of the overall village and it just becomes unpleasant and it becomes an abuse of the human condition and just an abuse overall. I mean, if you want to live in some intentional communities, I think living in North Korea would probably be slightly more pleasant at times from, from, from the stories I've heard. But some of them work, and some of them don't. It comes down to intention, uh, intelligent understanding of what village is all about. And of course, we're talking about conflict. So, you know, there's the hard way that people have to confront each other. Maybe not everybody wants to be confronted. Um, a lot of people can't be honest or can't face truth. So it's really hard to discuss things with them and sit them down, particularly guys don't like talking about things. But I think the, um, the music festival experience where generally when you go to Woodford or Woodford or Woodfordia, um, most people don't go there for a fight and they will drink, but they have a great time. And the police love doing Woodford because they're always smiling because they know that they don't have to deal with too much trouble. That's an intention that's been set for that community. And it's a community that exists for uh, one week actively and it exists for about two months as you get backpackers coming in and um, festival um, people who set up and pack down. Um, Woodford does have its moments and sometimes it, it, it does uh, not honour people probably as much as it should, but it's a beautiful ideal to set up a week-long folk music festival, which has become one of the longest growing festivals in Australia. Um, uh, that is our way in. So it's the honeymoon period that people experience on short-term stays. Um, and 
we believe, I believe that when people try property and the things don't work out, that's okay. We're not perfect. People are allowed to make mistakes and living in community is hard for us. So as you get in your car and you heal your wounds and you have a bit of a cry as to why things didn't work out in that little community you just left, but there's thousands of others you can go to. That's where the, the thinking happens in that car journey of what could I have done better and also I'm being gilded by a sense of a recorded reputation, uh, which is going to be a can of worms for us to hold, uh, to, to manage because people will make mistakes and we have to be able to, it's all about understanding and embracing the human condition and curating or, or coddling it rather than controlling it. And there is a very big difference between those two. But people will learn slowly over time what works and what doesn't. And I think that's probably the most effective way because you can spend forever talking about values. You can sit down, do your orange people meditations and all that sort of rubbish. Um, and like I said, most of those uh, communities turn into cults of control and so you actually make worse mistakes. So it's having a very laissez-faire approach to it, that the healing and the learning comes from people's own experience and their own need for stability. <laughs> that's Dexter looking for a little bit of attention. Um, so that, that is the way forward we feel and that will probably take generations. And if we can find ways to hotwire quicker um, uh, transition, of course, we'll be looking at it, but it needs to be accessible. It needs to be uh, almost fun. It needs to be almost playful, which is why Woodford Blues Festival in our part of the world is so uh, important and relevant and give us hope for the future because those events generally work quite well. So maybe people just went from event from event in their whole life. Like there are a troop of people who do and they love their lives because they feel that sense of human connection on such a wide scale and a sense of value contributing towards building them. And so being nomadic is, is kind of a part of this too. It's a good way to start. Right. But it is not necessarily, or it doesn't have to be the end result. Uh, movies like cool. Nomadland yeah. do paint the picture that it's quite possible, but it doesn't have to be where you end up. Sure. And... Yeah, and what I'm hearing is the answer to, you know, dealing with living together. Like part of it is it's, it's, it's one's own personal journey and the experience and that, that you're having and self-reflection is key. But, but also there's this, um, there's no need for commitment there. It's about um, being able to, like, yeah, that, that moving around and finding the right fit is a really key part of it as well. Finding a tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's also built in the terms of nature, how nature works. Nature is a constantly changing thing. Trees and plants are growing and growing and strangler figs are coming in and growing over a tree. It's constant adaption. The tree doesn't go, this is my patch of land and no one else can live in it. It's an ecosystem of bugs, birds and seeds and weeds. Um, uh, some trees do, like pine trees, drop needles and acidify the ground. Um, but of course, you end up with monocultures. You end up with a forest of this the same tree. And then a disease comes through and wipes them all out because they're all the same. So diversity is important. And understanding that nature changes all the time. Our lives change. Our needs change. The people we are change. I prefer to actually move around personally because I get to reinvent myself every time I move. And I get to learn what makes me become a better person or even a better tenant and that you get better all the time but that's not everybody's choice but i'll tell you what it does make a big difference and it expands your experience of life which is what life is all about but a lot of people like to tie everything down that's kind of like 
it's expensive as well. I always loved that about traveling. I did a lot of travel in my twenties and I, for learning about who I was, I, I have to do this. All right. I was going to <laughs> film the two of them looking at each other. There too. Um, but yeah, when you travel around a lot, when you put yourself in a lot of different situations and circumstances, it's a really good way to learn who you are because the thing that is constant when you're in lots of different places and lots of different situations. So the thing that is constant, that's who you are. And you're doing that a little bit in your own life. Yeah, yeah, I must change. Good on you. Change a bit, even though I'm, you know, somewhat settled down in this particular phase. Yeah. Cool. Silent moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a moment of contemplation here. I don't know what goes on for the dog. I don't know if it's curiosity or if she wants to eat that bird. Mm, a bit of everything. Yeah. But more curiosity and something to look at. It's different. Variety is a spice of life. Very true. <laughs> so, do you want to say more? Oh, I could talk forever. I know that. I know that. Yeah. Are you happy with what you've said? And yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That'll be, I know that I'll talk to you again in the future too, and we can we can record a conversation in the future again as well but um yeah for our seven like, subscribers yeah it could be up to eight or nine by the time bring me you someone else is listening to this uh cool okay. well thanks for coming and talking with me very welcome thank you for reminding me yeah yeah and, um, taking an interest i'll talk to you again soon and I'll, I'll put the the links in the show notes so people can find out more if they want to and check out the app Mm. and yeah we'll leave it at that sounds good cool thanks again chris cheers thank you well done nice all right so that's pretty good are you comfortable yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we can get straight into it.